This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. And just like that, City's pre-season is over. The Blues finished their Asian tour with defeat against Atletico Madrid. Not that anybody cares, right? It's all hands on deck ahead of Sunday's Community Shield clash against Arsenal at Wembley. And we'll be discussing what Pep and co need to do in between now and the start of the campaign to give themselves the best shot at victory. There's also the first semi-final of the John Stones Paint Trophy to look forward to, so stick around for that one. It's Monday the 31st of July. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Ollie McCool. And this is the City Report Podcast. With me today is Ollie. Um, let's get into it then. We're going to be speaking about City's pre-season and I almost feel at this time of the year, blinking you miss it sort of thing as far as pre-season and City are concerned because we know Guardiola is the is the sort of manager who doesn't really like those extended pre-seasons. Typically City are in the Community Shield a lot of the time, so that's an extra friendly or at least an extra game in the legs before the Premier League starts. But a win against Yokohama last week, a win against Bayern Munich in midweek, and then a loss against Atletico Madrid on Sunday. What were your thoughts? Are you somebody who looks at results in pre-season and, and sort of starts to panic if City aren't beating teams 6-0? Or are you sort of, it, you don't really care as much as other people may do? This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, small-town Welsh football club, is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. 
Hey, Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. I think it helps with this tour, especially in the last and the one in 2019, being an age of the time zone helps you know you can watch mm. the games because they're not on a ridiculous hours of the morning like when we're in america um i, I mean I, I watched i watched i think most of the first one i watched the whole sec i watched the one against Bayern, and i watched about five minutes of um the one versus atleti so i'm probably not the best person to have on to discuss preseason, but um i don't think it's that important really i mean for, mm. for me in not not normal after normal seasons it's like Oh, well, it's just, it's just fun to see which young kids get a go. And, and we had a bit of that with Oscar Bob in the first one. Mm. And it was exciting to see how he played and he played really well. Um, but after a season when we've just won the treble, I find myself caring like almost zero about pre-season. Mm. I'd, uh, you, you know, you were seeing people already overreacting on Twitter to performances. And I just think, what are you doing? You, you know, we won the treble just over a month ago. Why are we getting up in arms about games in sweltering heat, in conditions that City don't play in, in countries that City don't play in, on pitches they don't play on, um, against teams they rarely play anyway? Um, you know, mm. Atletico Madrid, you know, th- we only faced them th- three times in the past, you know, 20, 30 years. Uh, Bayern Munich, obviously, we faced a few more times and faced them just this season gone. You know, these games they just don't matter to me at all really what what i care about is injuries and it seems there's no massive injury concerns kevin mm. de bruyne is back in training which is miraculous which is Con- considering crazy. what we were considering what we were told after the champions league final it's miraculous that he's back in training and he's apparently going to be available pretty soon mm. that that is mental we'll get we'll touch on that and the, the shape of the squad in a moment but you said it's uh you you worry about injuries well in that atletico game it felt like there were going to be a couple i think it was six minutes in and aspilicueta had been uh booked or maybe told off at least a couple of times for hacking down jack grealish and i, d- I did feel at one point oh my god this is going to be this is going to be a rough ride in the atleti game but i i, I completely agree i enjoyed the yokohama match um although i was watching from a distance and I hadn't have full clarity on it, but I enjoyed it because it's a it's a new opponent in terms of um, the teams that we don't usually play on every preseason. Obviously, Bayern Munich we've played them about four or five times, including the Champions League in the last two uh, two years or so. Atletico Madrid as well, a Champions League clash not too long ago. But what what have you made about the hysteria online? Because I it goes in one ear for me and it goes out the other. It, it, it's, for want of a better word, probably a little bit pathetic. I'm, I'm seeing people complain that City have been beaten against Atletico Madrid. Uh, Depay scored a goal. I think it was Carrasco scored the other one for, for Atleti. Ruben Diaz made it 2-1 late on. But even even so much as caring about the performance, like you say, that the, the circumstances surrounding it, the, the heat was meant to be unbearable. Obviously, the Atleti game had to be uh, delayed somewhat because of the rain. It isn't ideal. Like you say, again, City won the treble five weeks ago, six weeks ago. So obviously, there's got to be that little bit of fatigue. But 
some see some of the people online it, it, it's been and, and and again it's online we should know by now not to engage in it but people saying the season's a write-off and you know we've got no chance of winning any trophies well I guess I should just give up my season ticket now then is that right I, th- I think so you know if you were to listen to the doomsayers online then you know not none of us would be going to the Etihad next season you know the whole it would all be a write-off all be for nothing I mean I'm seeing people go after Jack Grealish and you know we had this debate 18 months ago with Jack Grealish <laughs> and then, we, and then we all we all got to the end of the season, just gone, and went. Actually, yeah, he is a world class player who does world class things for Manchester City, and has won the fucking treble for us. Was a mm. key part of that treble winning squad. And now we're getting randoms on Twitter saying, "Oh, he's not good enough. His output isn't good enough." And I just feel like screaming. I'm like, what? It's pre season. Who really cares? If you're that mm. bothered, you know, go and watch MLS where the games are competitive, or go and watch one of the Scandinavian leagues where there's competitive games. Or even the Japanese league, if you want to watch Asian football. I mean, that's a, that's mm. the summer league. Oh, I just find the hysteria ridiculous at times. And, you know, we, and we can all have complaints about the makeup of the squad. And as you said, we're going to talk about that in a little bit anyway. But, you know, it's just, I just think people just need to calm down. Remember what this squad has just been through. We're only one number down in terms of number in terms of personnel from last season at the moment. And there's a mm. month left of the transfer window, you know. I, I don't see the point in complaining about a 2-1 loss to Atletico Madrid because, one, I didn't watch it, so therefore I don't really know what happened. I don't care either. It's nice to see Ruben Diaz get a score from a set piece. You know, It'd be nice if he could do that more in, in an actual game because he does provide a good aerial threat, uh, just usually when it's defending bo- defending a box, not attacking one. Um, so, you know, there's those little things we can pick up on in pre-season. Um, but ultimately, anyone reading any anything sort of serious into these performances from a tactical point of view or from anything like that, uh, I pay no attention to it. You know, anyone who's writing off a player on preseason performances or basing their entire opinion on a player for the next months on preseason performances, which we're seeing people do online, mm. shut up! Just shut up! <laughs> put your phone, put your phone down. You know, I hope you get rate limited. Get rate limited. We don't need. We don't need it. And, and I don't want to be the whole. This whole kind of, you, you know, how Liverpool fans they call them top reds. Mm. You know, the people who never complain about their. their mm. We we have many complaints and many arguments in our in our podcast group chats about you know the ownership and what they should be doing and how they should be taking things this window, and. But frankly, I don't care enough to be venting on Twitter 24-7 in the replies of every major Twitter account, uh, City Twitter account, you know, venting about the same thing, the same problems. When it gets explained time and time again, this is what's going on. This is what's going to happen. Mm. You know, this week we could turn up and sign Josco Gavardio. Then is, is it all going to be happy flowers then? I doubt it. So that was more of a rant than a kind of opinion there but you know we'll we'll go with it much needed much yeah. needed i, w- I was going to say these the, you know they the should go outside but given the weather in the united kingdom especially over the summer probably best to stay inside it has been another sort of dismal week of rain but just on one of those new incomings and, and the only incoming so far for city this summer obviously has been mateo kovacic and that, that feels like it was a year or so ago he feels like he's been part of the squad for a while but he, he did feature in all three um pre-season friendlies for City what have you made of his addition I I really like him I think he's a a classy player he's a classy footballer he fills that Gundogan role really well and 
funnily enough, my barber is a Chelsea fan. Um, lovely guy, absolutely fantastic. We chat uh, about football regularly, and and he still every time I've been in since we signed him, been saying how on earth have City allowed him to to how have, how on earth has City got him for so cheap? How have Chelsea allowed him to go for such a, a, a sort of minimal fee, twenty five million pound up front, five million plus in add-ons, and it, he he just seems to have slid in perfectly. A little bit rusty around the edges, as you can imagine. It's what. Probably about two years since he's had some proper decent coaching. Potter was there for a while, but didn't really choose to use him as much. So you can imagine him taking a little bit to settle in, but top professional, top player. And um, he looks at home. He looks happy to play football, which is nice. Yeah. When when we signed him, I thought this is going to be a really good signing because he he, he just looks like a Pep Guardiola player. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. no surprise that we were linked with him when he was still at Real Madrid. Um, because he just looks perfect for us, really, and he's slotted into that Gundogan role. From what I've seen, and from what has been, you know, written about him and all of this, the hype seems real. Um, I mean, just like you, I've got friends who are Chelsea fans, and one of them was saying City should be paying sixty million for him, and then we signed mm-hmm. him for twenty-five. So, yeah, I think we've got an absolute bargain there, and it's and it is quite parallel with Gundogan in the sense of we signed him for twenty million, made him look an absolute superstar. He became an a, genuine legend of this club mm. and you know we got all, we got a hell of a lot of that hell of a lot more than 20 million value out of him i think we're going to do the same with kovacic in a slightly short time frame and i can't see kovacic popping up with two goals in a derby fa cup final but you know he's going to provide he's going to give us a lot of entertainment because he just looks at home in this system already um and i think if a player can come into a pep guardiola system and look out of place immediately that's a really good thing for their future yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and as you alluded to before, hopefully there'll be a few more chitter chatter over the week about incomings. The rumours are that Josko Gvardiol, that deal, will will at least know what's going to happen with that. And it, it looks like it's pointing towards City sort of triggering that eighty five million pound not release clause as such, but the the asking price that RB Leipzig are after. But again, who knows the City? We've known them to walk away. But over the weekend, there was a piece by Jack Gorn in the Daily Mail, and he's been doing some fantastic coverage over the pre-season tour about the right wing, because obviously Riyad Mahrez's departure from City was concerned. And there was a line in there saying that City are looking at Michael Elise, obviously the Crystal Palace uh, winger. We spoke a little bit about him last week in terms of the fit, whether or not it would be a sensible move. Would it be too big of a step up for him? Obviously, Chelsea as well. They're rumoured to be interested. But do you, do you feel like, and, and we'll tie this in with the Oscar Bob and, and Cole Palmer as well, um, but do you feel like if City start the season or even finish the transfer window on September 1st, having not added another body to that right-wing position, it would be a mistake for Pep Guardiola? Or do you think with Oscar Bob, who's obviously impressed on the on the uh, pre-season tour, I, I, can, I can never say his name with a straight face, Oscar Bob, it's, it's absolutely fantastic, but Cole Palmer as well, who's kind of been linked with a loan, Kind of hasn't in the same report. It said that it, they're gonna they're gonna wait to see if the uh, the right profile pops up before they make a move for or before they allow a move for Cole Palmer. Are those two going to be enough, or does City need to add a little bit more Premier League experience? Well, you think about it. We've got Phil Foden, Bernardo Silva there as well. Bernardo finished the season playing on the right wing, and I think that's probably what Pep Guardiola is going to default to, regardless of if we sign someone or not, because that's how he likes to bring players in start with who he knows and trusts and then slowly mm. introduce them um, I mean it takes a year anyway at City so whether it's Elise who's got a hamstring injury at the moment anyway so he won't be available probably for a couple of months if we did sign him 
or whether it's Ryan Cherky from Leon or Bradley Barcola from Leon or other other, other names that we've been linked with. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be a while before we see them play because you know. But the the thing I think now, and I, and I think we should sign a winger. And there's what there's one name that is always going to crop up when it comes to Manchester City. I'm not going to mention it because I know it. You know, you've got, we've, and it's been talked about a lot, but you know, it's, it is Say finding it. that. Pre- yeah, Leroy Sane. <laughs> I think, from, I think from a personal point of view, we'd all love to see Leroy we, Sane. We'd, all, come we'd back. all love it. We'd all love it. But, but he probably, you know, is, is, he, is he the right fit? That That's the thing. This is the thing. A lot of the talk has been about the sort of the possession heavy, the technical winger, and, and you know, Riyad Mahrez probably doesn't get enough credit for being that type of player. He was really technically, he wasn't an explosive, fast counter-attacking winger like Sane. So, as much as I would love Leroy mm-hmm. Sane, I, I just don't think it'd work. The, th- the thing with Sane is if City wanted to sign in this window, he'd have been in the door about a month ago because he, he looks yeah. desperate to come back. He, he mm. You know, you can tell he probably... He's twerking for City, is he? He wants it bad and he clearly regrets going to Bayern in the first place because it just it's one of those moves that just hasn't really worked out how he expected. Mm. But th- that, those moves happen in football. Um, but frankly, you know, as much as I like Elisa, and I recommended him a couple of months ago when it looked like Mahrez might go, when it wasn't entirely mm. sure, I think the Saturday even announced this investment of they're pouring into their four main clubs. Um, I suggested I suggested Elise because he just looks a natural talent. Is quite Marazzi in that sense? Can hold the ball up. Can you know he's good at you know cutting it, cutting on his left foot, creating chances. You know I think he got eleven assists last season in that Dio Palace team. So he's got a bit of output behind him. Mm. And frankly, Haaland's going to love anyone who can get eleven assists for Crystal Palace. I mean, what are those numbers going to be like at Manchester City? Mm. So there's potential in that one if City want to do it. But ultimately. If they if they said you know we're not going to sign a winger we're going to stick with we're going to trust Cole Palmer we're going to trust trust Oscar Bob to step up a little bit more, um, and we've got Phil Ford and Bernardo Silva, I'm not too mad you know it, it then becomes a situation of right okay we're going to have to trust Calvin Phillips or buy a midfielder you know and that's mm. a totally separate debate um, and you know Calvin Phillips has been talked to the death you know we know there's offers out there for him but will he take mm. them it doesn't look like he wants to go. Um, so it's it's a give and take situation with winger in midfield. Um, you know, Phil Foden's playing on the wing. He can't play midfield, but we all want to see him play midfield because he looks better there. He looks more mm. and more natural player. Um, but if I think Pep Guardiola, I think he'd be happy enough sticking with Cole Palmer because that's someone who's trained under him for two years, knows the system, knows what knows what to do, and frankly, just needs a go in that right wing slot. He's played mm. a lot of his minutes last season on the left, which he didn't look very natural at until until the last couple of games. Um, when he started featuring after we won the Premier League, so it's up in the air. But you know, if they if they want if they want to bring someone in, there's not many options out there. If they choose to stick with what we've got, and you know, we end up having a, a future at right wing of Oscar Bob and Cole Palmer, then I'm not going to complain about that because that's two lads from that's three signings essentially, isn't it? I mean, mm. Oscar Bob, Oscar Bob, he could he could be anything. He's at that kind of level where, you know, he looks a talent. He's clearly rated. You know, but will he make the step up? Can he do that? You know, is he going to get a Rico Lewis amount of minutes this season and, you know, be able to make that step up? We'll see. Um, I'd love to see it happen. Uh, but, you know, it just depends on if this right pro, if this elusive profile becomes available. And I don't think it is in the current market. You know, transfer windows can change in the next month, it can all change. And we might need to be signing a midfielder, a winger, and whatever else. But, um, can't see much more than Guardiola, maybe. 
and at mm. this moment in time because Pep doesn't want to be dealing on deadline day anyway. He's not that sort of manager. He wants his squad settled by the time we go to Burnley on August 12th, is it? So he won't want to be having yeah. new faces come in once the season's underway fully. Yeah, and, and I think that's part of the frustration. A lot of people saying, obviously, City haven't been as active as people would have liked, having just won the treble. But I, I don't think it's sort of idleness from City. It's just the case of them not having the right fit. There'd, there'd be a list of wingers that they could sign and might work out and potentially could be a decent addition to the squad. But are they going to be good enough? That's up to Guardiola to decide. And at the moment, it seems like he's happy with what he's got. Um, that'll do for part one of today's show. Ollie, thank you very much. We'll be um, seeing a lot more of you, I assume, as the season goes on. And um, those rants, hopefully, will will have died down as City start their quest for a, a fourth Premier League title in a row. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, let, let's get back to the proper football now, eh? I'm 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 sick of this pre-season. Just get just get to the proper stuff. Get to the proper yeah, stuff now. Yeah. We're ready for it. We're mm-hmm. ready for it well mm-hmm. and truly. Um that'll do for part one as I said. Join us after this quick break as we head to the first semi-final of the John Stones paid trophy. The NFL is here, and it's all about the sweet offers from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code FIELDGOAL to sign up. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Welcome then to the first semi-final of the John Stones Paint Trophy. There were some tightly fought contests at the last eight stage, but only four competitors remain. Just two places in the final up for grabs and, of course, the one winner to come. For the semi-finals, the format has shifted slightly. We're sticking with three questions per person, but the topics have changed. More on that a little bit later. But for semi-final number one, it is a UK versus US battle. Oliver Kirsch, you came through Luke Barsley to get here. And I have to say, probably my highlight of the quarterfinal stage, Luke Barsley being asked, what was the badge in FC Copenhagen? Sorry, what was the animal in FC Copenhagen's badge? And him replying with a <laughs> moose. Um, the critics the critics are saying you got a favourable draw. But look, you're here and you're now obviously amongst the favourites. You can only beat what's in front of you, Amos. That's true. That's true. And in front of you today... It's Mr. Joe Ricci all the way from the Never E East Coast of America. Uh, Joe, you had another American, you you in the only All American battle in the quarterfinal stage, beating Andrew, of course. Are you, uh, are you here to make up the numbers or have you got your eyes on the prize? Uh, I think after the last one, I think my eyes are firmly on the prize. So we'll see how it goes. 
I have to say, for any uh, anybody looking for uh, impartiality, I am currently sipping a uh, an American pale ale, so um, that's already one nil to Joe. Um, <laughs> but uh, l- let's get into it then. As I said, three rounds, three questions each, a tiebreaker if needed at the end. The first one is on general knowledge. It's carrying over from uh, the quarterfinals. General knowledge on City's 2022-23 campaign. Oliver, you can take the first question. You get the advantage of shooting first. And here it is. Man City took control of the title race with a 4-1 victory over Arsenal in April. But can you tell me who scored the Arsenal goal in that game? Saka. Saka. I've got a nod from Joe. I've got an answer of Saka from Oliver. It's it's not. It's not. At the Etihad in April, 4-1. Joe, I assume you thought it was Saka yourself. You were straight in there nodding. I thought it was a Saka penalty, wasn't it? No. No. um, That was the Emirates game. This is at the Etihad. 4-1 in April. It was Rob Holding. Oh, of course. He scored a banger, didn't he? (laughs) <laughs> well, the banger by yeah, Rob Holding Sanders thing was about eight yards out, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, it had him losing his hair a little bit. Um, but I, I was questioning myself Fuck. then, I have to say. Oh, I, I was so annoying. I was that, that, that was, that you were so confident. You didn't give yourself any time to uh, think about the question, but you, you've handed the initiative straight. Do you know why Joe. it is? Do, do, um, do you know Joe, why I was question. thinking soccer as well? Because there's been a thing on Twitter this week, an Arsenal fan tweet. Yeah, Joe's nodding. Joe's seen it. Joe's the same seen thing. It. <laughs> there was an Arsenal fan tweeting that uh, Arsenal never lost a game in which Saka has scored, and all the City fans were pulling up the screenshot of City ah, winning in the Saka goal. Yeah, oh, yeah. I can't believe yeah. it. <laughs> You've been done over. Done. You've absolutely been done over. Well, you got, you're going to have to hope for a, a slip-up uh, from Joe straight away. Joe, your question on City's 2022-23 campaign it is about the Premier League again. City's first league defeat, as we found out in the quarterfinal stage of the Premier League season, came against Liverpool in October. But including that game at Anfield, how many Premier League losses did the Blues suffer on the road in the 22-23 season. And for the point, can you name the other three? I know two of them are definitely Brentford and Spurs. But the third one, uh, United. Uh, Yeah. Here is the second round. It is guess the career path. I'm going to list every single club a certain player has played for. I want you to name the player for Hang on, hang on, hang on. Just, just, Just one question because of what Joe said beforehand. Are these players that obviously have played for City? Can you give us the a, a year that we're after here? Yeah, I was just about to say one uh, one disclaimer: these are players who have played for City after the year two thousand and ten. Okay. So we're talking from twenty ten onwards. That doesn't necessarily mean they are twenty ten, the twenty twenty three, whatever. That's for you to work out. But there's no player from before then that will be included, and that's across both semi finals as well. But Oliver, your your player. And his career path is as follows. Um, Rayo Vallecano, Real Madrid B, Almeria, Sevilla, Manchester City, Valencia, Middlesbrough, Besiktas, Al Nasir and Cadiz. So um, quite an eclectic oh my group of teams there. The um, if you need it... <laughs> <laughs> If you need it, if you need it to be read out again, I'm more than happy. But um, I was gonna say I need it like written down, and I'm not even going. Yeah, oh. there, there, there's 
I think the best way to do these sort of questions is just look for those sort of those little gems, those one or two clubs, and you could maybe start to picture yeah, and piece it's, it together. It's like Viacano but... and Cadiz that are getting me. Just run it through again, and listeners, we actually might have to yeah, pause and cut cut some of the thinking time here out. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> um, okay, so it's Real Viacano, yeah. Real Madrid B, Almeria, Sevilla. Manchester City, Valencia, Middlesbrough, Besiktas, Al Nasser, Cadiz. It's the ones after City that are throwing me. Sevilla, That's City, and then who? Pick it up. Valencia, Middlesbrough, Besiktas. It sounds like the worst. It's Middlesbrough that's throwing me as well. Sevilla City, Valencia, no Middlesbrough. Joe, do you know? No idea. Sevilla City. Already. One more time, please, Chris Torrent. Yeah, of course. From, From the top. top. Congratulations, any listeners who have got it in this time. Real Vallecano, Real Madrid B, Almeria. Sevilla, Manchester City, Valencia, Middlesbrough, Besiktas, Al Nasser, who I believe are a Qatari team, and Cadiz. Oh, I'm screwed. A little stumpy. Yeah, here. I am. I am a bit stumped. Um... Reminder scores one nil, Joe. Cadiz. I'm, I'm I'm pretty confident I'm wrong, but the only one in my head that is close to this. I'm, I'm fucking hell. I don't I don't think I'm getting this, but I'm going to go Alvaro <laughs> Negredo. It's Alvaro oh, yes! Negredo. Yeah. <laughs> That's unreal. <laughs> unreal. Well oh, done. My- well God. done. Ball knowledge. Oh my Ball God. Knowledge. That is, that is, that is, wow. if it was, I tell you what, Joe, if this was a boxing match, it, the referee would have called, called it there. That is an absolute killer blow. But unfortunately for you, Ollie, it's only to make it 1-1. No, um, it keeps you in the quiz. That's a win. That's, it, that's yeah, a bazinga. I think that's it That's now. an absolute. <laughs> they bought him from Sevilla? Yeah. He came from Sevilla, yeah. The one, the one. That's, what, most... that's what I didn't have. Yeah, um, I reckon most listeners who would have got that would have probably got it off the Bish- uh, f- uh, uh, for the Middlesbrough one because obviously he spent um, a season just a couple of years after leaving City complaining about the weather in England. He moved up yeah. to the northeast, which was a um, questionable decision. But Joe, you've got a chance to uh, regain your lead. Similar style question. Here are your teams. Which player also, is this? Just for the record, can I type it in the private chat? Just if, so you don't yeah. have to keep repeating it. Yeah, okay. I, I I appreciate. I um I'm a visual person as well. I need to see it in front of me, so that's fair enough. Um, okay, your teams then for your player yeah, are as follows: Partizan Belgrade, Fiorentina, Manchester City, Inter Milan, Sevilla again, Monaco, Jov- and Jovetic. Berlin. Yeah. Oh, he's not. Yeah. He, we've <laughs> gone from we've gone from one extreme to the other. There. Which one was it? Which that gave it away? Fiorentina. Uh, Fiorentina. Fiorentina. Fiorentina and Inter being either side of it. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
the reprieve for Ollie. He hasn't lasted too long. You've you've got so you just went for there. like very like what could have been promising strikers that really ended up doing nothing yep. for City. Is that your theme there? <laughs> pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Um, but um, the the third round then, and this has turned out to hey, be Moss, really you, you, you should have. Uh, in fact, you know what? I've got I've got a right one for you, but I'm, I'm not going to say it in case you got it prepped for the other semi final. Um, <laughs> oh well, we can. Uh, oh, in fact, I'm not sure if we're allowed to uh, have competitors interfering <laughs> with the questions of the other of the other players. It's maybe a really we, left yeah, field maybe, maybe... striker that was promising and never ended up doing anything. But it might have been pre 2010. In fact, it was. So I'll say it. Neri Castillo. Jesus Christ, that is a. That is, <laughs> I don't think anybody would. Have I remember he was presented on the pitch during. I don't think anyone would even be able to play. Any, any of his teams that he ever played? No, for. well, he, he was a young Mexican striker, wasn't he? And we brought him in. I remember we presented him on the pitch. Mm. I think it was at half time in a cup game. And we were thinking this guy is going to be. He was presented almost like a superstar at half time. And I think he ended up with like two appearances or something. <laughs> he got seven, according seven. to Wikipedia, on a year long loan from Shakhtar yeah. Donetsk. So, um, yeah, yeah. Less said about that, the better. Um. Anyway, round three. This is this is where it could be decided. It could be where it's won or lost. But your round, your topic for this round is fill the gap. I'm gonna list a sequence. It could be anything. It could be football clubs. It could be players. It could be it could be literally anything. But there's gonna be one missing. To get the point, you have to tell me what the missing answer is, and and this is the important part and what the sequence relates to. So before we get into it, Oliver, any questions? Nope. Fuck me up, Amos. <laughs> He's wishing he had one less glass of wine, I, I think. Know. I know, I know. It's, it's really, really uh, testing cool. those brains. Right, okay, here's your sequence then. You need to get it right to stay in the quiz because Joe would obviously go through with a 2-1 lead. Portsmouth, Newcastle, Birmingham, Leicester City, Tottenham Hotspur, Blank, Wigan Athletic, Watford, Man United. The sequence is teams that we've beaten to win the FA Cup. So, give me that. Just give me that again. It might not be the it's FA Cup. It might be wet, like teams that were beaten at Wembley and Cup. Portsmouth, Newcastle United, which was Birmingham City, okay. Leicester City, Tottenham Hotspur. Blank, Wigan Athletic, Watford, Man United. Wigan was 2013 FA Cup. Watford was 2018, uh, 2019 FA Cup. United was 2023 FA Cup. So this is teams that were beaten at Wembley to win the FA Cup. Um, which was the blank? Just go, just go backwards. Sorry, please. Yeah, of course. That'll be... Um, in just fact, can't remember which one's the blank. Go to the latest but... one. So it's United. Yeah, of course. Man United, Watford, Wigan Athletic, Stoke. Blank, Tottenham, Stoke City yeah. is correct. And FA Cup final opponents is the link. I will give you that. Um, obviously, Tottenham, Wigan yeah. Athletic, amongst a couple, City haven't won against. But yeah, good, uh, good logic applied to that, which gives you, Joe, the chance to go through to the final... Or a chance for Oliver to take it into extra time and the dreaded tiebreaker. Um, here's your sequence. Same rules apply. Barcelona, Real Madrid, Monaco, 
Liverpool, Tottenham, blank, Chelsea, Real Madrid. So the okay, missing... I was just on mute, typing that all down. So I, I have it. So Barca, Real Madrid, Monaco, Liverpool, Tottenham, blank, Chelsea, Real Madrid. So it's Champions League quarterfinals because it can't be semifinals with Tottenham there because they went on to beat Ajax to get into the finals. And that blank team between Spurs and Chelsea. So that's the year before City made the final. Who did they go out to in the quarterfinal? So remember, the gap and the sequence is needed for the point. I, could be, I genuinely feel the tension. I feel like Oliver's going to explode. In fact... I was going to turn his camera off. I don't even know how to. Although, wait. Blank Chelsea Real Madrid. Oh, wait. Barca Real Madrid, Monaco, Liverpool, Tottenham, Blank Chelsea. We're into the, uh, the final minutes of normal time. Joe's on the now attack. I'm, now, now I'm questioning if I have the, the sequence or the logic right because... We only went out to Chelsea in the final, so it's really not the quarterfinals. I'm going to have to push you for an answer. Yeah. Um... I'm just going to stick with what I have, even though I know it's not right, is, is, Champions, Le is Champions League... Opponents that knocked us out in the Champions League. Okay, that's what it is, is the overall theme. And the blank between Tottenham and Chelsea is... I'm going to say... I'm going to say Real again. It's not right, but I just, I'm just spacing on what it is. Oh, man, you were so close. You were so close. Oli, any ideas? You were right. It's teams that have knocked teams out in the Champions so. League knockouts since 2014 the blank between Tottenham and Chelsea 2020 I think it was and I don't blame you for forgetting about this fixture most people have oh it's Leon <laughs> it's Leon yeah oh, <laughs> oh you're so close wow. I, I wiped that from my memory at, at the full-time whistle memory so. show yeah memory show yeah so, so, so did uh, so oh. did Sterling, um, oh. much like he wiped his ability to finish in that game. But it means after three questions, it is two-two, so it goes to a tiebreaker. And here is your tiebreaker, Ollie. As you went first in the quiz, I'm going to hand over to Joe. He can have the answer first in the tiebreaker, but that gives you the benefit of going second and knowing what his answer was. Are we all okay with the rules? I'm getting two nods. Yeah, I, that was a hesitant nod, Joe. I, I, well, I what happens probably... if we both put the right answer? Like, is it a closest two answer? Or is it? It's closest two. Yes. Yeah. So you, okay. Ollie, okay. you can't say whatever mm -hmm. Joe would say. So he can um, price but... his right me, basically. Basically, basically. The question is: Pep Guardiola has won over 100 matches as Manchester City manager, but can you tell me how many points altogether he has in his locker? as City manager in the Premier League since taking charge of his first match. Closest answer wins. Joe, you're up first. You can set the benchmark. 
in terms of where we go for this one. Ollie, you've got the you've got the second shot to try and book your place in the final. But how many points has Pep Guardiola earned as City manager in the Premier League? This is via transfer market as well. If anyone's uh, wondering or wants to query the uh, the answer, I have like a, a range in my head that I know mm-hmm. the answer is going to lie within. I'm going to say. Um... How many, how many points you said, right? How many points he's accrued? How many points? Yeah, how yeah. many points? Um, 600 and... 653. 653 is the answer from Joe. Ollie, you've got a range to work within. It really depends on whether you go above that or below that. And that's completely up to you. I'm, I'm doing um, some maths here. Still... I'm doing some maths because I know he's got... You're trying to work it yeah, out. Yeah, well, because I know he's got the highest PPG of any Premier League manager with any kind of substantial number of games under his belt. But I can't remember exactly how many it is. I can't remember exactly how many it is. He's done, he's done seven It'd seasons, hasn't he? If you did. 16, 17, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 21, 21, 22... 22, 23, seven seasons, 38 games. Yeah, I was doing this all in my head because I didn't want to give him any ideas. 266. (laughs) Maybe he'll think it was 80. He's done 266 games. I I wouldn't have the mental maths ability to actually be able to do this. So um, I'm glad to be sat this side of the microphone. No, I've got got my calculator out. 266 games. What did you say, I'm Joe? Have to start pushing Francis. I'm not sure. <laughs> you've, you've got to be listening. You've got to be listening. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a fiddle. Joe, you're going to have This is getting heated. I am actually going to have to start pushing right. Francis. We I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to say he's at about two. Oh, fucking hell. 2.25. <laughs> I think Joe said six fifty, didn't he? <laughs> I don't know it's too high. It's too high. I'm going low. Six six fifty. Hang on. Seven seasons, thirty-eight games. Twenty seconds left. Divided by two six six. Two point four five. It's too no. Joe's got. I think Joe's gone too high. I'm going to go lower. Say ten lower. Two. Go two. Two. What did you say? Two five five. Go two forty. 40 is the submission from Ollie Kirsch. The answer is for a place in the John Stones paint trophy 625. So it is Oliver Kirsch. She takes the spot in the final. Wait, didn't he just say 240? That's closer to to 625. Yeah. I said six fifty. Oh, oh my god, I meant 640. six forty. <laughs> so about ten fifteen lower. Play back oh the tape. No, 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 no. He's right. No, 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 no. He's right. He's right. He's right. No, because I was working out the number of games he had, which was two six something, and then Joe had said three fifty, and I said uh, six fifty, and I said about ten fifteen lower. I'm I'm baffled. I'm. All I've gone. I've gone with two. The number two instead of six. Two six four. It's obviously not two hundred and forty points. Play back the tape. I said oh, no, 653. Yes, no. So, oh, 
So, so Ollie said two forty. Yes. Oh no. Yes. Yeah, that's no, why no, 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 I'm. No, no, you didn't no, see no, the no, face no, no, no. I was you can't making. Can't do this by default. You can't do this by default. We have no. the tape. So whatever that was happened. If you managed to keep up, well done, because I clearly didn't. Just hopping in at the end of the quiz to let people know the result, the highly anticipated result. The adjudicators have been off. They've been reviewing the footage, listening to what was said, or more importantly, what wasn't said. And for those eagle-eared listeners, or just anybody really paying attention, you will know Oliver Kirsch did, in fact, submit the wrong answer. There's been plenty of deliberation, whether to believe Oliver that he wanted to say a number in the 600s, but as is customary for wrong answers, it is Joe who was the closest, and he will be going through to the John Stones Paint Trophy final, the first competitor, a controversial entry into the final, but it will be Joe Ricci taking his spot in the last two, find out for the trophy later on next week. That's the first semi-final done on Friday. We'll bring you Alex Brotherton versus Adam Booker in a battle of the Brainiacs to see who will play Joe in that final. But until then, I've been Amos Murphy. Hopefully the next semi-final will be a little bit more straightforward. And until next time, we'll see you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end of season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.